Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And we are here locally in the Green Bay market, Green Bay, Wisconsin, in the United States. So we are here on the local radio program, but we also reach people across the world by just going to our website, terrytalksnutrition.com, and there you can listen live by changing your times wherever you are to be on the same time we are here, Central Standard Time. But if you do not have the convenience of listening live, and you don't want to make the adjustments to the time schedule, you can go into our radio section on the same website, and you can go to the archive section and listen to any radio show that you choose at your convenience. Also, we do a weekly newsletter that you can subscribe to. It'll go out to your email address every Friday. And that also can be read all the past newsletters in the archive section of the e-newsletter section. And the reason that we are here every Saturday and Sunday is for you. We don't make any decisions for you. We don't tell you what to do. But we give you some ideas and some reasons why you control your health. The doctor does not. Drugs do not. Drug companies do not. You and I, just think about that. You and I, based on the choices we choose every day, influences our health, good or bad. If we are not eating correctly, if we have chosen a very poor diet, based on sugar and carbohydrates, based on pleasure, based on taste, because there are so many foods on the market today that are very non-nutritious. They do not contain vitamins and minerals. They're very poorly manufactured. They're refined and processed and basically made out of sugar and carbohydrates, coloring and flavoring, but has no nutritional value. But they're convenient to use, they're less expensive, and they're easy to make. So sometimes we choose the wrong foods for the wrong reasons. And we pay the price. Every time we eat something, at least 95% of the time we eat something, it should be adding to the value of our health and not detracting. Food is our medicine. People have survived for millions of years on food and not on drugs. And in the United States, we consume more drugs than any other country in the world, and yet we are only 4% of the population of the world. In 4% of the world's population consumes more drugs than any other country in the world, even combined. So somebody has gotten across to us, brainwashed us, that drugs cure diseases. They do not. And drugs 
don't promote health or prevent diseases. Now, I'm not totally against drugs, as drugs at some times can be life-saving. If you're in an accident, you cut yourself severely, you have a gunshot wound, you have somebody that runs over you, hey, vitamins are not going to help save your life. But vitamins and minerals prevent disease and make you healthy over a period of time. Eating well once or a few days or making an attempt to change your lifestyle and then slip back into the sugar, refined carbohydrates will not help you. You have to make a strong commitment And support that with a strong discipline to change what you are eating to be eating more of a healthy diet. Our body can only be as strong as the amount of nutrients we take into our bodies from the food we eat. Drugs don't do that. So prevention is a cure for diseases. And food is that medicine that prevents diseases. Conditions like cancer are really based on what we do every day. Obesity, cancer, heart disease, arthritis are all based on our lifestyle choices. If we smoke and we eat a lot of sugar and carbohydrates and we become over fat and obese, we eventually could have cancer. Cancer is caused by smoking, poor diet, obesity, breast cancer, prostate cancer, is at a higher risk in overweight people. So getting leaner and slimmer and more fit by eating the right kinds of food, and I always recommend highly the ketogenic diet. It eliminates all the sugar and carbohydrates and puts you on a path of good, moderate levels of protein and high levels of of healthy fats, and very low carbohydrates. And there are many studies that have been done that show that low carbohydrates improve health. But the American diet is primarily carbohydrates. So we have a lot of changes to be made. And that's why we're here. Only to share with you The impact you can have on your health, and I don't care how old you are, what struggles you have regarding your health, you can get better. Absolutely. And it starts with diet. The foundation of your health begins with a change of what you are eating to include more food that is healthy. 
more good quality vegetables. The non-starchy vegetables. Not those that grow below the ground. Because they're very, very high in starch. And the starch converts to sugar. Carbohydrates converts to sugar. So not only should you avoid sugar, real sugar, and the various kinds of sugar, but avoid those carbohydrates that are high in grams of carbohydrates that convert to sugar. And the American diet is primarily carbohydrates and sugar. We're not getting good quality proteins and healthy fats. We have been so brainwashed to believe that fats are bad for us. And fats are not bad for us. They're really our friend. And can have a huge impact on the quality of life that we have. So when you have changes to be made, if you hear me say a ingredient or a certain vitamin or mineral has been scientifically proven to cure this or cure that. I don't know who you are or what drug you're taking or what lifestyle you're living or what you're doing. So don't go off your drugs if you're on drugs because I said something. I'm giving you an opportunities to make choices and they should be done with the help of your physician. Talk to your doctor. Ask your doctor, why am I on this drug? Why can't I use this natural product? And if you can't find a good doctor that, that will give you information, look for another one. Doctors should be there. You know, doctor means teacher. Doesn't mean drug pusher. It means teaching. A doctor should teach you how to be healthy. And that's not going to be ever true as a doctor is not trained in health, nutrition, or diet. Out of all the years in med school, it's all drugs and surgery. So today we're going to talk about our featured topic, red ginseng. Ginseng has been around for thousands of years. And why is there red ginseng versus the white ginseng? Have you ever seen a full root of ginseng? It looks like a human figure. And it has compounds in it called jacinocytes. They're the principal compounds. And there are some very unique jacinocytes called noble or rare jacinocytes. So we're going to talk about what red ginseng is and what it can do for you and why it would benefit you. And then we're going to talk about there are some brand new statistics on obesity in the United States. We're going to talk about new research on colon cancer, one of the deadliest cancers in the country. 
And then we'll talk about risk factors for those who have type 2 diabetes. And my friends, there is no such thing for 95% of the people who have been diagnosed as type 2 diabetic or diabetes. It's a result of your diet. And by changing a few things in your lifestyle, you don't need to be on drugs. Now, I didn't say don't take your drugs. I said you may not need to be on drugs. And I've seen this with hundreds of people. And we'll talk about how to boost your memory without taking any pills. And a natural way to increase NO, and that stands for nitric oxide. We have a lot to talk about today. So without talking more about what's coming up, let's talk about red ginseng. The species of red ginseng is Panax ginseng, Panax Meyer. That is the name of the species that includes both white ginseng and red ginseng, also known as Asian or Korean red ginseng. Now, there's a difference between the white ginseng and the red. White ginseng, if it, if it is farmed, takes about six years to grow. And over this period of growth, they are sprayed, the crop is sprayed of ginseng every year with pesticides, herbicides, fungicides. Because if you're going to invest your money in a six-year crop, you don't want to lose that crop to pests or for some other reason. You want to be able to recover your money and sell the ginseng after six years. So normally after six years, white ginseng is the result of the six-year growth. And it looks like a human figure. Some in the past have said it's a man as the figure and not a woman, so only men should use it. But that's not true. Both men and women would benefit from ginseng. Now the white ginseng is harvested after six years. It is peeled, washed, and dried, and then either sold as a whole root, or shredded, or chopped, or pulverized, and it's into a powder, and put into capsules. The red ginseng is the same as the white ginseng, only the red that colors the ginseng comes from cooking or steaming the white ginseng and it turns red from cooking. It's like the difference between raw carrots and cooked carrots. Raw carrots do not give as much value to the person that consumes the raw carrot as they do from the properly steamed carrot. 
Because steaming transfers certain nutrients to more of a bioavailable condition and make more nutrients available based on the steaming. Because as we chew a raw carrot, we would have to chew it very, very good because if we swallow large pieces of the carrot, it is not broken down easily in the gut and it becomes more fiber. So the red ginseng is a traditional preparation method that has been used for thousands of years. And red ginseng is classified as an adaptogen. An adaptogen was coined by the Russians in the 1950s and 60s as a way to improve vitality, reduce stress, increase energy, and restore balance back to the body, rejuvenate it, and it was given to their cosmonauts, was given to their athletes, and it was one of their secrets as why their athletes performed so well. An adaptogen. And the earlier classification of adaptogen was Siberian ginseng, which is truly not a ginseng. But Russia does not grow ginseng does not grow in the country of Russia. So another plant that had similar properties as ginseng was classified as Siberian or Russian ginseng when it truly was not ginseng at all. Actually, it was Eleutherococcus sensicosis, not Siberian ginseng and not white ginseng. But an adaptogen helps us to adapt to changes. Whether we are challenged by cold weather, hot weather, stress, fatigue, tiredness, exhaustion, working in a factory where we may be working on, a, on an assembly line where we have to be very accurate, where we have to be very quickly, and they have tested many people under these circumstances. And when you take an adaptogen, you perform better. And there are many adaptogens today. And red ginseng is one of the most classical of the adaptogens. Now, what we get out of the ginseng, as I mentioned before, are key compounds the principal compounds of ginseng, called ginsenocytes. They are biologically active compounds. They are what works in the body. If we eat food, we get vitamins and minerals. When we take into our body certain botanicals, herbs, there are compounds in there beyond vitamins and minerals, and there are very classic compounds that scientists have found to be the principal compound that makes that ingredient or that herb have an activity. Now, most ginsenocytes in ginseng, white primarily, are in the form of the classic 
or what is known as common genocide, which have as little as 1% bioavailability. Only 1% can be absorbed. Very, very small amount. Now, when you take that ginseng, white ginseng, into the gut, you swallow it, eat it, drink it, the bacteria, the probiotics, help convert the classic common jacinocytes into compounds called rare or noble jacinocytes, but a very, very small amount. But these rare noble jacinocytes are far more greater absorbed than others. They have a greater ability to be bioavailable and much more potent than the common jacinocytes. Now, I don't know if it makes any sense, but I'll mention a few of these very noble jacinocytes, which include RG2, RG3, RG5, RG6, and you, I could go on and on with the various components that are found as noble or rare jacinocytes. So how can the amount of rare, these rare noble jacinocytes be increased? Well, first of all, in order to take the common or classic jacinocytes, they rely on your gut bacteria, microflora. They provide the ginseng with optimal growing conditions to yield a higher content of noble jacinocytes. And then the rare noble jacinocytes can be increased dramatically by steaming or cooking. They can process the ginseng to increase the amount of noble jacinocytes by steaming, which is the traditional method. Or some cheaper processes that aren't in our interest, our value, they can use industrial acids or alkaline hydrocytes. They can use enzymatic hydro processes which are not in our favor or our benefit. And the big problem with ginseng is the, is the, is the contamination of pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides in fact, researchers in China tested 80 ginseng samples collected from different places in the world for pesticide residue. Now, in the United States, you cannot sell any substance, ingredient, or supplement that has pesticide residue. But on this research of 80 ginseng products, they found 246 different pesticides detected on ginseng. 
78% of samples were positive for fungicides widely used in China and limited approval of the U.S. golf course turf, cotton, and potatoes. So there are pesticides all over the world. Our bees have been killed off because of pesticides. Companies have to make a very strong effort to search for pesticide-free ingredients. But now there is a new method. Cultivating clean ginseng. And this is now being done in Europe through a hydroponic cultivation. Growing the ginseng in water, not in soil. But in treating the water with vitamins and minerals and other factors to increase the quality of the ginseng. They can feed it. It is a sterile way to grow ginseng and many other crops. There is no need for exposure to pesticides or chemicals. The optimal conditions to produce high concentrations of noble jacinocides. And in fact, red ginseng is equivalent to 20-year-old traditional wild-harvested ginseng. Very, very high quality and very old. The longer the ginseng grows, the more value that it produces. The higher concentrations of the rare noble jacinocides. But this can be achieved in within less than a year by hydroponically growing it. That it is that it has as many concentrations of jacinocides as twenty year old root. Now the red ginseng improves focus and attention. This is the study that I want to share with you. It was a two-week study, but I want to explain more about this study, and I am just about to run out of time. So just kind of like a summary, but I'll come back with a lot more about red ginseng. It's one of my favorite products. You'll notice a tremendous difference when you take red ginseng. So we have to pause here for a moment. I'm not going away, and I hope you don't either. We're going to come back and talk more about red ginseng and what has been proven by scientific studies right here on Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally. And welcome back, my friends. We're back here for another segment of Terry Talks Nutrition. And you can also hear and listen and read much more about health and nutrition on our website, terrytalksnutrition.com. There's a lot to learn on the website. 
And also we are on a radio network every Saturday and Sunday from 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And we have listeners around the world that listen on the website. We live stream the radio show to the website, but it takes each show takes a few days to prepare before it goes up live on our website. We had talked about red ginseng for the first segment of the program. It's such a unique and high-quality product and such a beneficial product that I have spent a little bit of more time than normal, and I do have more to go yet. So I want to talk to you about a study which has shown to improve focus, attention, clarity, and reduce stress and exhaustion. If you're tired, this is the product for you. If you're stressed out, this is the product for you. If you can't think as well, you don't have such a good memory. They did a study on 30, excuse me, 50 healthy individuals with high levels. And here's what I was talking about before, about people that are working under Severe conditions, like on a on a, uh, a line of, of repetitive operation and under occupational stress, like maybe on an assembly line, doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Though that's stress. And everyone that took red ginseng. And this is a very special red ginseng called HRG80. HRG80. This is a very special form that was hydroponically grown and has been used in studies, several studies now, versus white ginseng or placebo. So, 50 people were split up into three groups. One group took the red ginseng, HRG80. Part of that group took the white ginseng. And another group of that 50 individuals was given a placebo with a two-week washout period between So they took ginseng, they took the white ginseng, they got a placebo, and then after a period of time, they stopped for two weeks, so all those various forms of ginseng or placebo could be washed out of the body, and then they were put on a different group of white ginseng or red ginseng or placebo. And while using each form, the subjects or participants took standardized tests that would help evaluate their memory, like given a 20-word story, and then they had to remember those 20 words in that story. Attention, 
and ability to concentrate in the morning and after a day's work. This is a very standardized test accepted by all scientists around the world to look at memory and attention. And the results, the improvement in attention and focus was seen after the first day, after the first day of taking red ginseng HRG80. And scores got better throughout the 12-day trial. So overall, it was a 12-day trial. But results with the red ginseng was seen on the very first day. There was no improvement. No improvement seen for the white ginseng or the placebo. So here are some of the health benefits of red ginseng. It modulates or balances blood pressure. It modulates and balances the metabolism and highly supports the immune system and acts as an antiviral. It fights inflammation. It improves focus and attention. It increases resistance to cold and flu. It increases sex drive, increases libido, and erectile function. It prevents and alleviates side effects of cancer. And has an effect on reducing fatigue caused by treatments of cancer. The chemo drugs cause fatigue or radiation, or any kind of treatment. There are really good studies on red ginseng that shows it alleviates the side effects of cancer treatment. So if you're thinking about using red ginseng, HRG80, for fatigue, stress and tension, immune function, and for students that want to improve their Clarity, their attention, and focus. And for athletes, for stamina and endurance. Now the dosage of red ginseng HRG80, I would suggest about 400 milligrams for a day or two, just as a good introduction to your metabolic system. So you're kind of jump-starting your improvement. So 400 milligrams daily for a couple days. And then you can reduce to 200 milligrams a day thereafter. It has a huge impact. It has wonderful benefits and you have a very clean form of red ginseng. No toxins, no pesticides, 
herbicides or, or, or fungicides. Very clean, hydrophotically grown, which increases the level of the red ginseng jacinocides by five times, excuse me, by seven times, and increases the absorption by 17 times. This is a very unique and very rare form of red ginseng. And yes, women can use it. For a long time, it has been always considered to be a male supplement. Not. In fact, women get very good results, especially when they're going through menopause. Now here's some new information on the rate of obesity and unfortunately the highest ever recorded. That's not a good sign. The U.S. adult obesity rate has surpassed the 40% mark That means 40%, more than 40% of Americans are obese. That means grossly overweight. There are many people, in fact, based on research, medical research, 91% of all Americans are over fat. That means they may not have the fat arms or fat legs, but they have that belly fat. And that belly fat is the most dangerous fat because it actually is filtrated in the organs and glands, including the liver. Many people have liver disease, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which could lead to cirrhosis of the liver and cancer. 91%. Dr. Mark Hyman said 88% of Americans are in such poor health based on their choices of food and lifestyle choices that they are all susceptible to COVID-19. So this new data finds that U.S. obesity rate is 42.4%. Now that's for white Americans. For our black Americans, it's 49%. And for Hispanics, it's 44%. But overall, the first time ever, it has passed the 40% mark and the highest obesity rate ever recorded. We are going in the wrong direction. This is a sick country. Obesity isn't just a glob of fat. It's a metabolic active organ that causes many, many other diseases, including cancer. And women that are at a high rate of breast cancer because of estrogen levels, all those fat cells are producing excess estrogen, and inflammation. If you are in pain, 
and you have certain kinds of diseases, like cancer, heart disease, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, changing the diet will actually improve those conditions dramatically. People have tremendous pain. Just changing the diet reduces the inflammatory process because those fat cells are producing more chronic, long-term inflammation. It's really sad because the obesity rate for adults has increased 26% just in the last 12 years. And the statistic is that if we do not change what we are doing now, everybody in America will be obese in the next 10 to 15 years. So we have already increased 26% in the past 12 years. And we aren't, doesn't look like we're changing anything. and very sad, is that childhood obesity has also increased by 19.3% of our young people between the age of 2 to 19 have obesity. Almost 20% of kids between the ages of 2 to 19 are grossly overweight. So I wonder why, and I, I don't think people understand that is an unhealthy condition. And I'm wondering why sometimes we have so much infection, viral infection, is because obesity is one of the number one causes of COVID-19. In the mid-1970s, 5.5% of children were obese, had obesity. And now over 70% of our children are overweight. And 20% are obese. And over 88% of Americans, I would say between 88 and 91, are now overweight or over fat. We do not have muscle strength, muscle tone, but we are more fat. You could even weigh 150 pounds but be over fat. And a recent study reports that people with obesity who contract COVID-19 are 113% more likely to be hospitalized. And that's why people look at somebody who is overweight, but, oh, they, you know, they're healthy. But they died. 
but fat people, obese people, are 113% more likely to be hospitalized, 74% more likely to be admitted to the ICU, and 48% more likely to die from COVID-19. Friends, your weight is killing you. And the reason that we get overweight, like they say, we dig our grave with our teeth. We are just eating too much and too much of the wrong food. Medicine can be your food. Or I should say, food can be your medicine. And it can be your worst enemy, depending on your choices. Think about that. That means 40%, at least, just based on obesity and weight, are very unhealthy. And now we have some new research on colon cancer. It seems like this is kind of like a, at least we went through a red ginseng, which is really positive. But now we are talking about some things that are very negative. But hopefully, when you hear about the neg- negativity, you'll think, maybe you think, maybe I should make some changes. You can make changes. No one has to be overweight. And there are people that say, I can't lose weight. That's because you're eating the wrong food and too much of the wrong food. I always recommend the ketogenic diet. It'll it'll absolutely improve the quality of your life. Reduce pain, reduce the complications with heart disease, cancer, any disease. Because most of the diseases that have been brought on have been brought on by the wrong diet and the wrong lifestyle choices. And now, unfortunately, young people are experiencing colon cancer. If you were born after 1990, you have twice the risk of colon cancer and four times the risk of rectal cancer than someone born before 1990. Lifestyle choices and diet have changed drastically in the last 20 years. And we are using more drugs that have more side effects. Colon cancer in young people is not found very often until advanced damage has been done. They think young people may be too reluctant to talk to a doctor about rectal bleeding and cramping, the two most important symptoms of colon cancer. Some people can have cramping and burping and 
from the food they eat. And that can be eliminated by either some herbal compounds that are very good for gas and bloating and cramping. But if you get rectal bleeding and cramping, that's a bad combination. So the rise in colon cancer absolutely parallels with the rise in obesity. Unhealthy diet and a lazy couch potato lifestyle drives weight gain and therefore increases colon cancer risk. Just in the last 10 years, Americans are eating 500 calories a day more than they did 10 years ago. 500 calories a day. So in seven days, that's 3,500 calories. One week. And it takes 3,500 calories to add one pound of fat. So we are eating ourselves into death, into diseases. Being overweight is a huge cancer-causing, heart disease-causing, type 2 diabetes, and a very poor and weak country. But now there is some new research. At least, there's a plant herb that comes from India that I have. It's one of my favorites. You know all how much I love curcumin and boswellia and grapeseed extract. But this one is kind of new. It's not as well known. Hopefully, it'll be well more, much more well known in the future because it has a tremendous benefit for so many things. It's like, well, you know when you're going to have your car tuned up? They go through the whole thing, right? They tune up everything. That car runs like a Swiss watch. Because it's tuned up. Well, this plant, this herb, is a tune-up for your body. It has so many wonderful, far-reaching benefits health-wise for the body. This plant is called Andographis. And I'll spell that. A like apple. N like Nancy. D like David. R like Robert. O like olive. G like George. R like Robert. A like apple. P like Peter. H like Harry. I S. Andrographis. It is the best for cold and flu. It's antiviral. In fact, through some long connections I have with people in Europe, the Chinese are studying Andrographis for COVID-19. Antiviral. Powerful antiviral. Cold and flu. Infection. Upper respiratory tract infection, kidney infection, bladder infection, 
and it is a very strong liver tonic. Powerful, powerful herb, andrographis. But now this new research I want to share with you in regards to colon cancer. Researchers at both Baylor University in Dallas, Texas, and New City of Hope in Los Angeles treated colon cancer cells, human colon cancer cells, including chemotherapy-resistant colon cancer cells, with the herb andrographis, standardized to contain 20% andrographolides, the key compounds, the principal compounds of this plant. And the first part of the study was a cell study using just cells. Colon cancer cells were exposed to andrographis or a chemotherapeutic drug called 5-FU used to treat colon cancer or they were, they were both used individually and then as a combination. And the result, the combination of using andrographis with the cancer drug reduced cancer cells more effectively than either treatment alone. In fact, up to 90% reduction in cancer cells, even in cancer cells that were resistant to drug treatment. And part two of this study, colon cancer cell tumors in animals, a live study in vivo, were treated with each intervention, andrographis alone, or 5-FU alone, or in combination. Combination in the animals that reduced the tumor size actually were more effective than grapeseed extract or curcumin. And the result of reducing the tumors was 80% versus 30% reduction for the drug treatment alone. So the combination, that's why it's so important if you have cancer of any kind, using some natural alternatives that are of high quality, will serve you better than just using the drug alone. So some of these studies are showing to doctors that you can combine with cancer drugs to have a better result. Okay, my friends, I'm out of time. I only have a few seconds to say goodbye to you, but I hope you have a fantastic day today. You know, you hold your health in your hands. You are the only one that can improve your health. Keep that in mind. It isn't the doctor. It isn't drugs. You and with that, my friends, maybe I'll see you tomorrow, 8 o'clock on Sunday. But say a prayer for this crazy, crazy, insane world. And God bless you. And God bless America.